Hello, and a warm welcome to my Asthma Spotlight podcast. I'm Dr. Mark Levy. I'm a family doctor with a special interest in asthma. My aim is to help people with asthma and also their caregivers to understand more about this disease and how to stay safe. I will share lots of information about asthma. However, I will not be able to answer any personal medical questions for which you should really consult your own doctor. The opinions I express in the Asthma Spotlight podcast are my own and they are not intended as and shall not be understood or construed as medical, health or professional advice of any kind. Please do see the disclaimer details in the podcast description. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Asthma Spotlight podcast. In some people, there are particular things that can cause or spark off an asthma attack. And these are called triggers or trigger factors. And that's the topic I'm going to focus on in this podcast episode. Ideally, you should be able to identify and remember those things that trigger or make your own asthma worse so that you can avoid them if possible. Common triggers of asthma attacks include animal dander, for example, from exposure to animals like cats or dogs or horses, pollen, for example, grass or tree pollen. Tree pollen occurs in the spring when the trees start blossoming, and grass pollen is a problem in the summer. Molds in the autumn or the fall can also trigger asthma flare-ups. Now, other triggers include some foods, exposure to dust, smoke, fumes, and even some medicines, like antibiotics, like penicillin, and some medicines that are used for pain, and some that are used for treating eye and heart conditions and blood pressure. So you should be aware of what triggers your asthma attacks. The problem with the triggers is that they can occur at any time and without any warning. And so after your asthma has been diagnosed, you may not know what your trigger factors are, 
and exposure to them could spark off a NASM attack, as I say, without much warning. So you do need to try and find out what causes your asthma to flare up, and these are your own particular trigger factors. Sometimes the clues to your triggers are quite obvious. For example, if your asthma is always worse in the springtime, you're possibly allergic to tree pollen. If it's worse in the summer, especially if you've been outdoors and been in an area where grass has recently been cut, then you're probably allergic to grass pollen. If your asthma is bad all year round, then you may be allergic to the house dust mite that lives in all of our homes. And these are tiny little insects that live in pillows and mattresses. If you are allergic to tree or grass pollen or to house dust mites, then in addition to asthma, you may suffer from another disease called allergic rhinitis. And this is a condition that makes your nose runny and itchy when you're exposed to pollens or molds or house dust mites. Sometimes your eyes are also affected and runny or itchy, and that's called allergic conjunctivitis. So why am I telling you about allergic rhinitis and allergic conjunctivitis? It's because allergic rhinitis and allergic conjunctivitis, which has not been treated or which is uncontrolled, can trigger off asthma attacks or be responsible for poor asthma control. So if you notice that you have symptoms of allergy in your nose or eyes, that's itching or runny nose or eyes, perhaps after exposure to pollens or dusts or molds, and you feel that your asthma is out of control when this happens, then ask your doctor for advice on treating this condition, because by controlling the allergic rhinitis or conjunctivitis properly with medication, it may help to improve your asthma control. One of the things that your doctor would think of if your asthma is out of control is whether you have another condition that's triggering your asthma, and allergic rhinitis is one of those common conditions. So if that's treated, your asthma control should improve. Animal triggers of asthma are fairly common, and these include cats, dogs, horses, and other animals. And exposure to these may trigger off asthma attacks. So if you know you're going to be near animals that make your asthma worse, you should make sure you're taking your usual preventer medication and any extra medication that your doctor has advised. Ideally, you should avoid contact with animals that trigger your asthma. However, we all know this may not be possible. And if it's not possible to avoid contact, then you need to make sure that your asthma control and medication, as advised by your doctor, is taken regularly. Virus infections are common and important triggers of asthma attacks. Now, I did speak quite a lot in a previous episode about viral infections in young children. Um, And typically, when you have a virus infection, the symptoms last for a week or two, and then you feel better and you can get on with your life. However, if you have asthma, these viral infections or colds can cause your asthma to flare up and you could end up having symptoms that go on for many, many weeks. In fact, this is one of the ways that people with asthma or their doctors may first realize 
that you have a, you have a disease that causes your cold symptoms to go on and on. So if you or a family member has not been diagnosed with asthma, but you notice that you have symptoms, coughing, wheezing, or shortness of breath, that continue for longer than a week or so after the infection or cold, you should ask your doctor if you possibly have asthma that hasn't yet been diagnosed. So if you or your child find the colds that go into your chest, or that you or your child cough for many weeks after a cold, ask your doctor if you have possibly got asthma. On the other hand, if you have been diagnosed with asthma and that's been confirmed, viral infections can trigger attacks because the virus sparks off your asthma inflammation and this does not improve with any of the treatments that you might take for the infection. So the key message is first, that you should take your asthma controller treatment to help prevent viral infections from triggering an asthma attack. The treatment won't prevent virus infections, but they will help to prevent those viral infections from sparking off the inflammation due to your asthma, which causes attacks. Secondly, if you do get a cold or a viral infection and your asthma symptoms flare up, you should follow the advice in your asthma self-management plan and call for medical assistance if you're not improving or getting worse. I should say that taking medication for infections, even antibiotics, if you've got a bacterial infection, will not necessarily help improve your asthma. So if you've got an infection that's making your asthma symptoms get worse, that's coughing, wheezing, or shortness of breath, you should follow your asthma self-management plan provided by your doctor, and take your asthma medication to try and relieve those symptoms. Now, the reason why most countries in the world advise people with asthma to have a flu vaccine every year is to try and prevent an infection from triggering an attack. And I saw in the news today that we may soon have an immunization or a vaccine against rhinoviruses, and rhinoviruses are one of the common viruses that can spark off asthma attacks. Now, some people suffer from a condition called anaphylaxis, and some people get both asthma and anaphylaxis. Now, the danger for you, if you have both, is that an asthma attack may lead to a severe life-threatening anaphylaxis attack. In anaphylaxis, your immune system causes a severe reaction to certain foods, medicines, insect stings, substances like latex and other things. So your immune system overreacts and you get a severe allergic reaction affecting many parts of your body. And this disease, anaphylaxis, needs urgent treatment with adrenaline. Anaphylaxis is usually sudden and usually someone who's been diagnosed and taught how to recognize the symptoms would be able to use their emergency medication or advise somebody how to do that in order to stop the attack from getting worse. So anyone with anaphylaxis would be provided with an emergency action plan and medications to carry along with them, together with clear instructions on how to use these and how to get emergency help. Foods 
are often the cause or triggers for anaphylaxis, and sometimes this disease can actually be sparked off after exercise, and that's called exercise-induced anaphylaxis. So if you have anaphylaxis, you will have been prescribed medication and advised how and when to use it, and if you start having an allergic reaction, you should use that medication immediately. If you're not sure, then it would help to have an urgent discussion either with your doctor or your specialist nurse. <clears throat> now, the things that can trigger an anaphylaxis attack can also trigger an asthma attack. And the main difference between asthma and anaphylaxis is that asthma mainly affects the air passages and anaphylaxis affects many parts of the body. Both of these diseases can cause difficulty breathing, However, anaphylaxis can also cause things like itchiness in the skin, vomiting, swelling of the tongue, lips or throat, feeling faint, and a number of other symptoms. Now, as I said, if you have both, an asthma attack may lead on to anaphylaxis, and so you should always have both action plans for asthma anaphylaxis with you and treatment for both at all times. So let's talk about food allergy. A lot of people think they're allergic to foods, and they may or they may not be. Now, foods are sometimes triggers that can make your asthma worse. And there are lots of foods that can cause allergic reactions. And if you have food allergy, you will have been told by your doctor, after having some tests done, what these are and which ones to avoid. I should say that the diagnosis of food allergy can sometimes be difficult. And if you suspect you may have food allergy, you should speak to your doctor about this. Examples of foods that can make asthma worse or that can trigger attacks, and as I said, these can also trigger anaphylaxis attacks in some people. And these are nuts, peanuts, shellfish, some fruit, and um, all of these things can trigger asthma attacks. There are lots of different foods that trigger asthma, and you should be alerted and notice if you get asthma symptoms during or soon after eating certain foods. In fact, as I said earlier, the first clue that you may have asthma uh, and that you may have a problem is if you suddenly get asthma symptoms, that's symptoms of coughing, wheezing or shortness of breath, after eating certain foods. Typically, if you have an allergy to foods, you get symptoms either while eating or shortly afterwards, and reactions could either be due to asthma or anaphylaxis, as I said before. So if you notice this is happening to you, you should tell your doctor and also uh, request a referral to an allergy specialist to try and find out exactly what the diagnosis is. If you have asthma, and you have had an allergic reaction to food, it's really important to have a referral to an allergy clinic. And the reason for this is because the combination of asthma and food allergy could be very dangerous and could lead to a severe asthma attack that could be fatal. A specialist allergy clinic will be able to do some tests and confirm whether you are indeed allergic to some foods, and if so, you may need an emergency pack of medication so that you can take medication while waiting for an ambulance or medical assistance. 
The pack in this case will include anti-allergy tablets and possibly an adrenaline auto-injector. The adrenaline injector may also be called ephedrine. It's the same drug, it's just got the two different names. If you have been prescribed an emergency allergy treatment pack, you would be taught how to, how to use it. You'd also be taught to carry it and a spare if you've had an injector, and this should be carried with you at all times. You'll be taught how to use the injector, and you should in fact make sure that close family are also instructed how to use it and advised when to use it. So reactions to foods and medicines are not always due to allergy, and that's why a referral to a specialist would be helpful. I mentioned that fruit can cause allergic reactions. It could spark off an asthma attack or even anaphylaxis. However, it's not always straightforward. In fact, there's a situation or a condition where you could think you have allergy to some fruit, but this might be caused by another condition that is not dangerous. And this is called oral allergy syndrome. And this happens when you eat uncooked fruit. So if you do get symptoms of itching or irritation in your mouth when you eat uncooked fruit, you should ask your doctor for a referral to an allergy clinic. The specialist will then advise whether you do have an allergy or um, whether you should just cook fruit before you eat it. Another common asthma trigger I'd like to talk about is exercise. Now, some people find that their asthma gets worse when they do exercise. And this is a very common trigger of asthma. Now, many of you rely on your reliever inhaler before or during exercise when you get these symptoms of asthma. However, you may not realize that asthma symptoms caused by exercise are a sign of poorly controlled asthma. And this can be prevented by taking your preventer inhaler regularly as prescribed by your doctor. And if you do that, you'll find you will not need to use your reliever inhaler before, during or after exercise because the preventer or the controller inhaler will help to make sure that you don't get um, your symptoms when you do exercise. Laughter is another trigger that uh, not many people are aware of which could spark off an asthma attack. And this is one of those symptoms which can also be a clue to the diagnosis of asthma. So if you have a child who coughs or wheezes whenever they laugh, that child may have asthma, and it's probably an idea to ask your doctor um, whether this is the case or not. Now lastly, and probably one of the most important triggers to talk about, is pollution. Now that's both indoor and outdoor pollution. Indoor pollution includes smoke from cigarettes, cigars and vapes. And if you have asthma and someone in the house is a smoker, exposure to the smoke or fumes could trigger an asthma attack. The smoke from open gas fires, coal fires or wood fires can also trigger asthma attacks. So if you know you're going to be exposed to these, like uh, at a Guy Fawkes uh, fireworks evening, for example, you should make sure that you take extra preventer medication before you're exposed. Now, outdoor pollution was in the news in the United Kingdom in December 2020. At that stage, a coroner ruled 
that a child called Ella died from asthma, which was caused by pollution. The, uh, the family lived in a house alongside a major road um, with lots of traffic, and the coroner ruled that exposure to this pollution was uh, a factor causing this child's death due to asthma. This is believed to be the first time in the world that air pollution has been found to cause an asthma death. And as a result, some large towns and cities in the United Kingdom have declared so-called clean air zones where pollution from vehicles is reduced. In addition, daily air quality warnings are available in some large cities in the United Kingdom, no doubt in other parts of the world as well. And if you have asthma, it may help you to find out whether there is an air pollution warning near where you live. Sign up for the warnings, and if you find that there is high pollution on a day, that's a day when it would not be a good idea to do any exercise outdoors, especially because it could spark off an asthma attack. In a future podcast, I will interview an expert on air pollution. So in summary, the key messages from this podcast on triggers of asthma are as follows. There are a number of trigger factors that can spark off asthma attacks, so it's important for you to know which things trigger your particular asthma so you can avoid these triggers where possible. Food allergy as a trigger for asthma is not very common. However, if you have proven food allergy and asthma, it's really important that you have an action plan for dealing with both and that you take your preventer or controller medication as advised by your doctor to reduce the chances of having a severe attack. If you have particular trigger factors that worsen your asthma and you know when they're going to happen, so for example, if you've got tree pollen allergy, um, which occurs when the trees blossom in the spring, be a good idea to make sure that you take your allergy medication, which is usually an inhaled corticosteroid spray applied to your nose, which has been advised by your doctor. And the idea is to take it before spring, start a few weeks before the blossoms start appearing, and that will help protect you against uh, tree pollen-induced asthma. So the message is really don't wait for the asthma attack before you start taking anti-allergy medication to something that you know is going to happen. Of course, you should also be taking your asthma preventer medication as advised by your doctor. So if you find that your asthma flares up and gets worse when you're exposed to a trigger factor, like exercise or animal dander, your animal, uh, sorry, your asthma is poorly controlled. And that's a signal that instead of relying on your short-acting reliever inhaler, which is usually a blue inhaler, you should use your preventer as prescribed by your doctor. And the idea is to try and prevent those symptoms and prevent the flare-ups of asthma. If the flare-ups are not prevented, even if you're taking a medication regularly, it's worth having a discussion with your doctor about your preventive medication. You might need a different form of inhaler, or your inhaler technique might need to be addressed. Because if you're not using the inhaler correctly, even if you're taking it regularly, it's not going to do much good. 
Now, if you or your child have not been diagnosed with asthma and you get symptoms suggestive of asthma, that's coughing, wheezing or shortness of breath, especially if this is happening repeatedly, when you're exposed to some of the trigger factors that I mentioned, ask your doctor if you have asthma. Finally, if you expect to be exposed to a trigger, that's an opportunity to make sure that you take your preventer medication that has been prescribed by your own doctor. And of course, that you should make sure that you have your asthma action plan and medication as advised by your doctor in your plan. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening to my podcast. If you found this helpful, and I hope you did, please click the like and the follow buttons and share this podcast. Please do send me any feedback or questions to my email address, asthmaspotlight at gmail.com, and I'll do my best to answer these in future episodes.